0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Hardly A Week 3, the short-form podcast giving you what you need in under 10 minutes. Today is Monday, January 22nd, 2024. If you like the show, be sure to share any of the episode links on LinkedIn, X, or Discord. But for now, let's get into it. So I had four items that I wanted to share with you this week, and then as I was reading more through them, I realized one of them was kind of just a huge advertisement for the organization that had written it. And they'd only written like one paragraph. And I, I won't share it. Like it, it was part of the normal sources that I go and look at. But it is one of the things that I guess you can find with burnout when you're reading through content is that sometimes there's just not a lot of substance there, which is, I guess, part of it, like part of the noise that's out in the industry and you need to work through it and kind of you'll quickly glance over it. And then move on to the next thing but with that the first one that we've got is from uh nextron systems and it's their key trends behind the hype by florian roth who uh some will know puts out a lot of those yara rules or and started the initial project i'm pretty sure and some of this is kind of just like you'll if you get hit by these you kind of just like site before and you go yeah i should have seen it coming because it just makes sense that These are the, I guess, the common trends that we will likely see in 2024. So the first one up is supply chain attacks. I think that's no surprise. We're seeing more and more zero days happening on the underlying systems that organizations use. So mainly where I'm talking here is kind of like VPNs or mail servers or... But where we might see the trend push into is more the further downstream supply chain attacks that you might not think about and that are just ubiquitous with how organizations run so that's number one to look at i think we're seeing more investment into that because obviously threat actors want biggest bang for buck and what is the biggest bang well that's going to be the companies that help other companies and they help a lot of other companies the next is token and cloud api abuse i saw a really good talk i think it was at b sides potentially i can't remember whether it was like canberra or london and it was talking about the difference between uh we kind of look at on-prem systems and then we look at cloud systems and how to secure both of them but we don't really look at the interface between on-prem and cloud and because that interface isn't very well understood or even considered there's a lot of mismanagement of how tokens and apis are used in that space and potentially is a vector for threat actors to get in if they manage to get their hands on one of those things. Uh, just in general, because you've got things like SSO and tokens and APIs are used everywhere that have quite a lot of privileges. That is definitely one of the next things that we could see in 2024 being abused more. Then evading EDR by using unmonitored systems and devices. I feel like this is just like, uh, I don't know, like it's your own fault kind of thing, like unmonitored devices or systems. Like Maybe if you have a reason to not have a device monitored, then security advice normally is to monitor it in a different way, segment it from the rest of the network, monitor the ingress and egress points of that system. But where I think this point is potentially getting to, and if I just quickly glance over, uh, yeah. So it's talking about like appliances like routers, internet of things, systems. So stuff that can't have EDR on it. And definitely the advice there is to monitor around the systems and also have manual checks in place. Where I also think this kind of fits is like system obsolescence planning. And that's where your company or organization will have old systems that they're like, yeah, we'll get rid of this one day. And then it kind of sits there. Uh, It's an old system. It may never get EDR rolled out onto it or the system can't have EDR because it's such an old operating system. Um, And they should be taken care of and taken off the network um and disposed of appropriately rather than just being left attached with nothing on it uh so that's kind of when i read that heading for that one that's kind of where my mind went because that's what i used to see a lot of then the next one is abusive legitimate software i think this is a no-brainer like we see this now a lot Uh, once threat actors are generally in and they have an account and with the appropriate permissions they're generally going to try and live off the land anyway Um, this reduces the detection rate once they're in, so they can increase their dwell time. They may be able to exfiltrate longer. So a lot of this comes down to, again, like security hygiene within the organization. What you can do is uh, application whitelisting, uh, allow listing, sorry, and um, like monitoring the use of applications that have higher or admin privileges in that they are being used appropriately by the right user accounts. And then there's... Plenty of other measures you can put in place, but it kind of comes down to monitoring detection at that point. Once you've gone through that whole security hygiene piece of the allow listing of applications, because a lot of organizations be like, hey, yeah, we monitor and detect, but then allow users to put whatever software they want on their computers. Um, And if you've got a corporate device, it should be locked down. All right, so with that, there there was only four points there. Uh, It then goes into uh, like a little spiel about Nextron systems, which I won't go into. The next one is Google Cloud Instant Response Cheat Sheet. This one caught my eye just because I know cloud's becoming a bigger and bigger thing. And I know my peers are moving more towards doing instant response in cloud stuff as organizations kind of move into the cloud for scalability and agility. And this one is by Noel McDonald, which I'm pretty sure he's part of Google Cloud in some form. So uh, I will try and link all the authors as I always do. Uh, but there's a nice little cheat sheet. So it goes through um, like a quick overview, the main logs and puts them into categories, which is really nice. Um, it's just got the picture, but you can actually download the cheat sheet as well. And then it goes through uh, the GCP attack matrix, which is for those familiar with minor attack, it's very similar to that. So uh, a nice quick blog with that cheat sheet. I I love cheat sheets like this because when you kind of, get an incident that you don't normally come across and you're like, where do I even start? Like these things are gold to at least like give you a a kicking off point. So, um, oh yeah, they've got both their LinkedIn's in the article. But again, like I'll, I'll attach them in my post on LinkedIn for this episode. The last one that I have for you is how do you know you are ready to respond? And this is... Like it goes through, they call it a a CI framework, so a continuous improvement framework, but it's a way for organizations to self-assess their ability to respond to incidents. Um, It looks pretty basic, and I think that's what's brilliant about this is that they've collated a whole bunch of information together because there is a lot of frameworks out there that organizations need to have compliance to, and sometimes the language is... Uh, interesting and sometimes it's not adequate enough so i know from i think it's don't quote me on this i think it might be like the nist framework that some organizations have to adhere to and it says you must have an instant response plan but it doesn't say that you need to test it which is crazy right like you could write this plan and not know whether it works or not so these additional kind of frameworks where it's like, hey, well, let's let's build all these things that are common in all frameworks and then let's go and test it and look for continuous improvement. That's realistically what you want for your organization because you don't want to be testing your IR plan during an IR because you'll find you'll be missing things. Uh, so really good to see this. It's really basic. Like it's just laid out on a simple page with some steps. Like it's not wordy. It has diagrams. It has what looks like some templates. Um can highly recommend this as like a place to start. And this is on the uh open uh open source DFIR blog. So uh I think I've come across this blog before and probably talked about it on the podcast, but it's I'm guessing it has like a lot of good stuff on here. So yeah, it's got stuff on Timesketch, Plazo. Uh let's have a look at more posts just quickly. Okay. So not Not a huge amount of content here. And they've got a whole bunch of stuff on Google rapid response still. So I didn't even realize that. Like I think at hybrid, I was reading a a course on this the other day. I didn't even realize it was still running, but um, I haven't used Google rapid response in ages. But yes, so that's it for this week. I did say that I was gonna try and get a competition together, but I ran out of time last week and I will endeavor to get that ready for next week to launch which will be uh tickets to b-sides of your choice which is uh always a fun conference to go to especially the b-sides brisbane one, which i will definitely be going to this year but thanks for listening as always the best way at the moment is to subscribe to the podcast like and subscribe to my youtube channel which there will be more content coming on the youtube channel for sure this year and share the show on all social media where you think your people where you, you think people will find this interesting uh, if you're interested in solving a cipher that's also in a challenge coin, you can check out my merch to shop and more content is linked from my website, hardlyadequate.com. This week's podcast is brought to you by WISE. If you travel overseas for work or you have the need for an overseas bank account, then WISE could be for you. I particularly like the physical travel visa whenever I'm overseas and I've got my affiliate link in the show notes for you to sign up and support the show. But with that, I will say goodbye and catch you all next week. Thank you, everyone.